We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Irish Breakdown is kicking off a off-season series that we're going to do here now starting in January and it'll continue into February that is going to look at the team and look at the program as sort of an off-season overview standpoint looking at it from you know what Notre Dame where Notre Dame is at each position you know what was lost what returns what's new and and then ask the question is this position as we see it right now a strength or a concern moving forward, and then if it's applicable, what needs to be done about it. And we're going to start things off, of course, with the quarterback position because when you look at just where the program is at quarterback, this for a long time has been one of the positions that's really held the program back. It's been a position that has had some bright spots at times from a statistical standpoint. There's been some big games here and there. But overall, consistently over the last really since since Brady Quinn left you could even you know you could you could talk about maybe Jimmy Clausen's 2009 season he was great team wasn't but just looking at it from the standpoint of year after year after year the quarterback position in one way or another just isn't good enough it's not good enough in in just about every every metric that you can look at it's not good enough from a production standpoint it's not good enough from a big game standpoint it's not good enough from a playmaking standpoint. It's not good enough from a, if there is playmaking, then protecting the football standpoint. Just overall, the p- quarterback play has just not been good enough. And the numbers back that up. When you talk about the production isn't good enough, and you look at the Notre Dame offense in 2021, or excuse me, 2023, and you look at what Notre Dame did this season, Sam Hartman, or the, the offense as a whole, Passed for 3,205 yards and 31 touchdowns. And the 31 touchdowns is pretty good, ranked in the top 10 this season. But Notre Dame only averaged 246.5 passing yards per game. That ranked 49th. And if you look at the actual production and and break it down game by game, there was a couple games against inferior opponents that really padded the stats. There's some good things to look at from a a statistical standpoint. When you look at like yards per attempt was high, the passer rating was high. And those things are, are good. But overall, the level of play quarterback this year just simply wasn't good enough. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They only passed for 25 touchdowns that season, which ranked 40th in college football. Did a nice job in 2021 from a number standpoint. You know, Jack Cohn, in the, in the 10 games that Jack Cohn started and finished, obviously there's a couple games he got knocked out by injury, and then there was a the game where he got benched early against Virginia Tech, then came off the bench late and rallied the team. But if you look at the 10 games that he started and finished, he averaged 277 yards per game that year as a team. They were at 282.5, which ranked 20th. But obviously there were some holes with that offense as well. And then you look at the big game production. This past season, I count big games this year as basically teams that were ranked when the game was played. This season, in, in six games against ranked opponents, this is in the regular season. Uh, I don't, I'm not counting the bowl games since so much of both teams was, was gone in that game. But if you look at the six regular season games, Notre Dame's quarterbacks had a uh, – well, actually, well, Sam Hartman had uh, 10 touchdowns, total touchdowns, five interceptions, two lost fumbles. Only averaged 7.2 yards per attempt, 56.9% completion rating, and only passed for 201.5 yards per game with a quarterback rating of 129.49. Last year, same number of games. There was an 11-6 touchdown interception ratio plus another fumble. So in 12 games over a two-year period, that's 14 turnovers from the quarterback position in those games. 208.5 passing yards per game is all they had last year, 2021. There's only three such games that they had that included the bowl game against Oklahoma State. They had a 9-3 to three touchdown interception ratio, which was good, uh, but they did have another fumble. So nine touchdowns, four turnovers in three games, only 6.4 yards per attempt, 54.3 completion percentage. They did average 323 yards per game, but that was due to uh, playing, obviously, in the, in the uh, Fiesta Bowl when Jack Cohn threw for 509 yards and five touchdowns. So five of the nine touchdowns came in one game that they lost. And obviously, it, you know, threw 68 attempts, 68 passes in that game. And they only had a quarterback rating of 130.49. 2020, same deal. 
even though Notre Dame was a playoff team that year, there were four games they played against ranked opponents. And it was it was a very typical Ian Book type of stat line, you know, good yards per game at 261, you know, good completion percentage of 65.5, but only 7.4 yards per attempt, only three total touchdowns, two passing, one rushing, and two turnovers, and a quarterback rating of 130.49. So year after year after year, and I could go back all the way in for a long time, and you're going to see very similar numbers for Notre Dame quarterbacks in big games, whether they're ranked opponents, bowl games, uh, again, bowl games against good teams, and it just it's just not good enough. And simply put, if Notre Dame wants to be a championship team, quarterback play has to get better. There's not enough impact playmaking this past season and really in recent seasons from the quarterback position. And they're going to have to get better in all those areas if they're going to if they're going to take that next step, get into the playoff in 2024, and be competitive and go on a run when they get there. They've got to get more production from the quarterback position. They've got to get more big play, per, just more better big play performances from the quarterback position, and there needs to be more impact playmaking. Though that's where the Notre Dame quarterback position is right now, and if that doesn't change then at the end of the year, the results won't change. Notre Dame is still going to be sitting at home watching somebody else playing the title game and somebody else hoisting up the national championship trophy. So let's dive into what was lost, what returns, and what's arriving as we evaluate just where the quarterback position is. And when you talk about what was lost, obviously Notre Dame lost starting quarterback Sam Hartman. Uh, Notre Dame landed Sam Hartman last offseason. He was a really a record-setting quarterback, finished his Wake Forest career in five years, uh, as a guy that really had himself all over the record book in ACC history and obviously Wake Forest history, finished his career first and all time in yards, finished his career second all time in touchdowns uh, at Wake Forest, finished he's going to finish all time in the top five, I believe, in both passing yards uh, and passing touchdowns in NCAA history, obviously benefited from having the extra COVID year, but still was in the top 20 all time coming into the season, which was done in a normal you know, played for four seasons type of type of standpoint. And then obviously had um, there was one red shirt season he had where he produced a little bit, but not a ton. Just simply put, he just wasn't good enough for Notre Dame. And there, there were some moments, there were some good moments. But when it just, when it came down to it in the in the when the when the lights were brightest, Sam Hartman just wasn't good enough. And I mean, I don't know what else to say other than that. You look at his numbers, 2,689 passing yards, only 123 rushing yards in 12 games, did not sniff 3,000 yards. Total offense, he only had 24 touchdown passes, three interceptions. And when you look at his production that season also, there was, you know, obviously there was some very good performances against teams that just simply aren't that good. He had four touchdown passes against Navy, three against Central Michigan, two against Tennessee State. Started the season off very well. He had 13 touchdowns in the first four games. So when you look at that production and you think about that, that means in the last the eight games of the season, he only had 11 passing touchdowns. And he went uh, went through a stretch uh, there towards the end of the season where in, in uh, let's see, one, two, three, six games, he only had five touchdowns and seven interceptions. That begins with the Ohio State game and ends with the Clemson game. And guess what? A lot of the big games they had this year, this year, were in, were during that stretch when Sam Hartman just simply did not play very well. And uh, you, you talk about a four turnover game against Louisville. He had no touchdowns, or he had one rushing touchdown, but two turnover, two two interceptions against Clemson, and just couldn't get the offense going, and just really finished his season. You know, just a. Uh, 
just not the way that you had hoped. And so obviously you're, you're losing some production, you're losing experience, you're losing a leader. In a very short period of time, Sam Hartman won over the locker room, became a captain of this football team, and was a guy that was clearly respected by his teammates. And that can't be discounted, and that can that that certainly can be appreciated by Notre Dame fans and should be appreciated by Notre Dame fans. But at the end of the day, his overall production wasn't good enough, and his big game play was clearly lacking. And if it wasn't for his own heroics at the end of the Duke game, you know, he, the, the overall record in those moments would have been even worse. But you know, he did step up and make that make that play at that at that moment when it was needed, and it helped Notre Dame win that football game. Now let's talk about what returns for Notre Dame in the 2024 season. And obviously there are, there's a departure and there'll be some newcomers, but there's two talented kids coming back for Notre Dame this season. And we'll begin with Steve Angeli, who was Notre Dame's backup quarterback this season and played well when he came in in games. He had the the one mistake against Stanford, but outside of that, Steve played very good football uh, against Tennessee State, went 8 of 11 with two touchdowns, came off the bench against Pitt, went 6 of 7 for 92 yards and a touchdown, then of course got a start in the bowl game against Oregon State, and went 15 of 19 for seven hundred for 232 yards, 78.9 completion percentage, and had three touchdowns and no interceptions. None of his performances were, were uh, high leverage situations. You know, obviously the bowl game was a a start there was pressure on Steve but it's not the kind of pressure you're normally going to face but he showed calm he showed poise and he showed his you know some ability to make some throws and make some throws down the field and so this is coming from someone who in the past has not been high on Steve Angeli as a player but you cannot deny what he did when he got in the game and that was make good decisions be aggressive throwing the football and you know when when he got his chance to start, stepped in and did what he was asked to do. He he managed the offense, made some plays when they were needed down the field, made some plays with his legs, and led the offense to 400 yards. There's no spin in that. There's no. You're not going to hear me sit here and say, well, you know, but 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 but. Look, he did what he did. The the performance speaks for itself. And, and so I think that gives. When you just look at what's returning, it gives Notre Dame sort of a baseline of 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 play to say you've got a kid that's got some mobility. You've got a kid that's got some, some uh, I'm trying to think of the right word to say, to describe Steve. He's got some, uh, let's say chutzpah, right? Is that, is that the appropriate term here to use? He's got some grit. He's got some toughness. He's got some confidence and he showed the ability to make some, make some throws. I, I think there's some limitations to his game. Certainly, uh, which is one of the reasons I don't see him being a, the, the long-term future. But you cannot, as I said, you cannot deny what he did when he got on the field this season. And so that gives you something to where you're like, hey, if, if you get some level of play that's remotely close to what he did this season, and look, if Steve's the starting quarterback in 2024, 2025, he's not going to complete 78.9% of his passes. Nobody on the roster is. There's, there's a difference between being the starting quarterback and coming off the bench and you know going two for two against the backups or six for seven against the other team's backups or three for three against the other team's backups, which is what he did this season. But 78.9 is still a pretty good percentage. And when you look at the throws that he made and then the, what he did in the one game that he did start, which was against Oregon State, he also actually he was 77.3% on the season. He was 78.9 against Oregon State, but still, still very, very good. And, and so that gives you a floor to deal with. Notre Dame also returns Kenny Minchie this season, who is a very talented player. Kenny only attempted two passes this season. Both came in the Tennessee State game. Played very little. I think the only other times Kenny got in the game was to take a knee against Pitt. And then, of course, he came in and led the offense on a 
touchdown drive on his uh, in the last game of the year against Oregon State, where he's basically just running the football. Kenny's a kid that I, I think is very talented. Um, this was his freshman year. There's a lot to learn. He had a lot to learn. We talking to sources, it sounds like there was a lot of growth. This is a kid that I think has a chance to be a starting quarterback in Notre Dame someday. This is going to be a big offseason for him, for both of them, as you, as you look at the newcomers that are showing up and then just the battle against each other to see Steve Angeli was the backup quarterback in 2023. Can he hold on to that job in 2024? Can somebody wrangle it from him? He's not going to go down without a fight, and they're, they're just not going to hand the job to a younger, more talented player. They're going to have to earn it. And can somebody do that? And obviously, Kenny Minchie will be one of those guys that gets a chance to do that this offseason. And I'm curious to see what kind of jump he makes in season two now that he gets a second spring under his belt as he gets ready to go into the fall and, and attempt to battle Steve Angeli and, and C.J. Carr, who we'll talk about for that backup quarterback role behind Riley Leonard, who will be the starter. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, of course, that leads us to what arrives for Notre Dame this season. And when you look at the quarterback position for 2024, you can't you can't just dive into the quarterback position when you talk about what's new. You also have to talk about the arrival of Mike Denbrock as the offensive coordinator and the experience that he has building dynamic offenses, obviously with what he did at LSU this past season, uh, leading the nation's number one offense. You talk about the 2015 offense at Notre Dame that set a modern program record at 7.02 yards per play. You look at what he did over a two-year span at Cincinnati where they scored over 37 points a game and went 22-2 and with a loss to Georgia in the Peach Bowl and then a loss to Alabama in the college football playoff, being those programs only two losses. And, of course, uh, went over 34 points per game in his first year at LSU in 2022 after inheriting an offense that scored just over 26 points per game the year before. And then, of course, he has a style that fits the newcomer who's Riley Leonard, who transferred in from Duke this offseason. And when you look at what's new, that's the guy that obviously is going to create a lot of excitement in, in, in who he can be. And we'll dive into his game a little bit more. Let's just kind of talk a little bit about the particulars of, of who they're getting in Riley Leonard. Riley will be a senior this season. He started for Duke as a, as a true sophomore in 2022. He did play, come off the bench, and played as a freshman. So he did not redshirt in 2021. He did play. He was a true sophomore in 2022 was a true junior in 2023. As a first-year starter for Duke, he took over a team that honestly just wasn't very good, if, if we're going to be completely honest about it. He took over a program that had been struggling in previous seasons under, under David Cutcliffe, who recruited Riley Leonard to Duke. And in the three seasons before Riley arrived, they went 10 and 25. And their best record was 5 and 7, which came back in 2019. And the two years before Riley arrived, they went 5-18 and 18 and only 1-17 and 17 in ACC play. Riley takes over as quarterback. Mike Elko takes over as head coach, and Duke rips off a three, start, three, three wins to start the season and finish the season 9-4, and four, lost games by 8, 3, 3, and 2. So uh, just a tremendous turnaround for the Blue Devils that season, and Riley Leonard played a big role in that, passing for 2,967 yards, 
completed 63.8% of his passes through 20 touchdowns, had six interceptions, led the team in rushing at 699 yards per game, also led the team in rushing with uh, 13 touchdowns for the Blue Devils that season and had some really outstanding performances at times. I mean, just was brilliant on the road against Kansas, throwing for over 300 yards. He had a great duel with Sam Hartman that season where he went 29 of 41, 70.7% completion rate, 391 yards and five touchdowns, and also threw a touchdown pass with about two minutes left to lead Duke to the come-behind victory over Sam Hartman and the uh, Demon Deacons at Wake Forest back in 2022. And he was a guy that does a lot of different things, can make plays with his arm, can make plays with his legs. As I mentioned, had 699 rushing yards last season. This year, he was actually on pace uh, for over 800 yards. Actually, I got it marked down right here. He was on pace this season for 848 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns before he got injured. He had 98 rushing yards and a touchdown against Duke. He had 97 rushing yards and two touchdowns against Northwestern and had 88 rushing yards against Notre Dame in that game as well. So uh, a guy that can make a lot, he's a playmaker. That's certainly what Riley Leonard brought to the table for Duke this past season. He was a guy that that uh, you have to account for, and that's a big thing. That's something Notre Dame hasn't really had in its offense in a while. Really, you'd have to go back to Deshaun Kaiser sort of in 2015 to where you had a quarterback that you really had to account for the run game. And I think you would could argue that that was even more scrambles and some light design runs. He put up good numbers, but really Malik Zaire, who only started three games, is is the the last guy that you could point to that, that was this dynamic as a runner from a designed carry standpoint, not just a scrambler. There's a you're also adding a quarterback that has a lot of potential as a passer. His game needs work. There's no doubt about it, but he brings a lot of tools to the table uh, when you talk about his just ability to go out and win. As I mentioned, in, in the three years before, 10 and 25, as a starter for the Blue Devils the last two years, uh, they went uh, see, 13 and 7. And then two of those losses came with Riley Leonard severely banged up after he, he got injured late against Notre Dame. I had a very bad high ankle sprain. Some people thought the season was, was going to be over. He, took, uh, he had missed one game in NC State, tried to play against Florida State and got pulled in that game because he just couldn't go. And then they tried him again the next week against Louisville. He couldn't go, and his season was shut down. So obviously you're you're bringing a guy in that's overcoming an injury and has to bounce back from an injury, but you're bringing a kid in that's got a ton of talent. But he's not alone. Notre Dame's also adding C.J. Carr to the roster this offseason. C.J. Carr is a guy that uh, earned a, a five-star grade on the Irish Breakdown board. He was the number three player in the class, or number two player in the class for Notre Dame in the 2024 class, according to the Irish Breakdown board. Also ranked as a top 50 recruit by other services, including Rivals and and, uh, and ESPN. And a player with a tremendously high football IQ. A player who's very accurate. And if you, if you wanted me to describe kind of CJ's game, he's just the ultimate point guard quarterback. He's a good athlete. He's not a guy that's just going to sit back in the pocket and, and, and be stiff. And he's just really smart, knows where to get rid of the football. He is those things, but he's also a pretty good athlete. And a guy that can make plays with his legs. I wouldn't call him a runner at the next level but a guy that can move around in the pocket, and if there's an open area, he can take off and run and, and move the chains. He's more of a chain mover as a runner, but it's more about being athletic in the pocket, and that's something that C.J. Carr certainly brings to the table. So when you look at what was lost and what arrives, you're talking about losing Sam Hartman, who did some good things for Notre Dame, but overall had a bit of a disappointing season for Notre Dame. You have a new offensive coordinator, Mike Denbrock, who replaces Jared Parker, and then in, you lose Hartman, but you add Riley Leonard, and you add C.J. Carr. Plus, you have a year of experience from Steve Angeli, 
and another year of experience from Kenny Minchie. So what will the quarterback position look like? I don't know. We'll dive into that a little bit more here in our next section, which is going to look at the, the, the just the overall view, strengths, concerns, those type of things about the position. But there's no doubt that the talent and the depth at quarterback is certainly better this season. You lose one, you add two, they're both very talented. That's certainly a plus for Notre Dame. We'll be right back.